Hey Disruptors, we recorded this episode quite a while ago now, sorry about that, life and all. Anyways, the Harvey Weinstein scandal had just broken and we talk about that. Obviously, since then, the floodgates have opened in Hollywood and close to home. The tide is definitely turning. Tell us what you think about that over on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe to Faith Disrupted at iTunes or your chosen pod service. On with the show. Hello. <laughs> nice to chat. Why, hello. Good to hear We're all in the same city. Yeah. Yes. Nice. But We're okay. even like all within about 10, 15 minutes of each other, but I oh, would wow. hate to see your faces tonight. I would rather just... <laughs> well. Yay. So it's a big week. We're prepping for the big uh, weekend. Yes. Ooh. Reunion time. Yay. I got so my awesome. hair done. I'm ready to go. Ooh, and my nails. Nice Boom. Yeah, nice. My, life, my life is worthwhile. That's how I'm pitching myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. going for slim and successful. Ooh, oh no pressure. I like that. No, Ish. Sad, what you? sad but true, isn't it, though? It's like a little bit. Everyone just wants to look good and give off an air of success. <laughs> yeah. terrible. I had Bruce workshop three different outfits with me. Oh, Okay. Well, I'm bringing my outfits with me, so you guys have to help me decide. That's excellent. Happy to. Yeah. yeah. I don't want you to look too amazing, though. So we'll just. I know, right? Get your second rung. Second rung. Mm, I, you know, I remember my mum's 20 year school reunion. So. What? Yeah. No offense, Evie will never remember yours. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how things have changed. Oh, and Tamster, what are you recommending this week? Oh, what have we been up to this week? Right, so I was down at my local fruit and veg shop yesterday, like I do most days of the week, um, and I was chatting to my fruit and veg guy, Josh, mm-hmm. and we often recommend um, podcasts and Netflix shows to each other. Oh, that's nice. He has a lot more time. He's... Um, doesn't have children and he's quite a lot younger so he has a lot more time to do those things than me so he gets through a lot more content um but <laughs> he recommended a netflix show called mind hunter now looking at the picture on netflix which is basically a um one of those psychology ink blot pictures but in blood mm-hmm. it probably i just would have bypass that and not even gone near it Mm -hmm. because it it looks really freaky but it was actually really great he said give it a shot watch the first one and if you hate it you probably won't like it but I watched the first one and I think I'm absolutely um do you know yesterday my brother texted to say we need to watch Mindhunter Oh, really? Yeah, because the guy who directed it, David Fincher, also did Gone Girl and Social Network. Oh, yeah, right. So, yeah, it's so interesting that you should just bring it up right now. Yeah, okay. So, look, there's some definite gaps in the storyline and it's not perfect and I'm still trying to get my head around the characters. Like, they they just they qu- haven't quite developed them enough to feel really into mm-hmm. it, but there's a definite potential and I'm going to, yeah, I think I'm going to see it through. So it's, um, 
It's set in the 80s as well, so there's a really great soundtrack <laughs> and all the furniture is really funky and, you know, cool. it's quite it's quite yeah, fun. fun. So, um, yeah, so I'll see how that goes. Yeah. That's about mm. it. I have, I've been pretty busy. I haven't had time to do much else this week. There you go. Mm. Yeah, well, my recommendation is also something to watch. When it was my birthday a few weeks ago and I had the cold, which turned into a lose-my-whole-voice strep throat thing, I took myself off on my own to the movies during the day on my birthday because I couldn't really talk to anyone. And I went and saw um, The Mountain Between Us, which is with uh, Kate Winslet and Idris Elba. Idris Idris Elba. Um, And I really enjoyed it. I don't know if it was just that, like, movie in the day like on your own kind of thing and if I if I ever can and I did on this day I'll go to the um the palace cinema in Bowen and it's just so beautiful like art deco and chandeliers and whatnot um yeah but I really enjoyed the story as well um obviously essentially it is like a romantic kind of drama I guess but it was really interesting to watch um so essentially the thing is that they they go on a light plane which crashes, the pilot dies, they're on this snow-capped mountain range and no one knows where they are. Mm. And it's really interesting because along the way they both have very different personalities. So she's a real risk taker whereas he's much more measured and likes to have everything planned out. And so working out how to survive. Mm. So they kind of set up camp originally in the, 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 um, the plane that fell down and he wants to stay there because it's safe and they've got a rhythm working. But at the same time, if no one finds them, you know, they're kind of going to be mm. in a bad, a worse situation than if they try and trek out of there. She wants to trek out. So it's really interesting, like these two people who don't know each other and are trying to do the right mm. thing by one another and help one another survive, but who have very different uh, opinions on how to do that and how they kind of negotiate their relationship and, mm. And, and it's just beautiful. Wow. Like it's beautifully shot. The scenery is stunning. And, yeah, and it is also kind of thrilling like, ooh, are they going to be killed by a giant bear or whatever, you know. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's a really it's a really worthwhile film. What about you, Shell? I, I also watched a film, which I realise I haven't done for quite some time because mm-hmm. um, I, I just, yeah, Bruce and I kind of got a bit to the point of um, not really having anything that we – particularly wanted to watch um, mm. show-wise. So we uncovered there's actually quite a few films out on iTunes and stuff at the moment, which I used to be really on top of that, but I realised I haven't tracked mm. it much. But we watched – this was um, one for Bruce that I can now then leverage to choose my own film next time, <laughs> but it wasn't so bad. So if you need to do a similar thing, um, or maybe you'd like superhero films, um, <laughs> it was not Wonder Woman. We'd already seen that, but we watched Spider-Man – homecoming which had also been rated really well and I think for good reason like you know how many spider-man films can you do really but it's rated 92 percent on rotten tomatoes um and it it's like long it was two hours and 13 minutes so that's like a long film on a Monday evening but Mm, um yeah (laughs) but I really found it um yeah, fun, a little bit quirky. It's about Spider-Man when he's just worked out his superpowers but isn't, you know, he's still in high school um, and he's trying to be one of the Avengers. 
and he's not really allowed yet. They're kind of just saying, you know, just play it cool. We'll call you kind of thing, yeah. and, but he's trying to prove himself. So it's just a really lovely um, setup. And Marissa Tomei is his auntie who's mental. Oh, stuff really? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. She's the auntie. I know. Another 80s fat. 80s person. I know, right? Mm-hmm. So Bruce and I half were like, oh, that girl, what's her name again? And all the way through and then about three quarters of the way through, he's like, we're like, oh, Marissa Tomei. And then we're just sort of <laughs> Costanza from Seinfeld. <laughs> yes. You remember that? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So that just um, shows our age, really. <laughs> <Instead>. <laughs> Not make sense to most. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was good. I, and I reckon Tam – Mm, yeah, no, maybe your boys would be just a little bit too young, but maybe Diesel might enjoy it. I'm not sure when you start showing them those types of films, but mm. it, it was a rollicking, rollicking adventure. Um, okay, and my other recommendation is something that I've been enjoying for much of this year, um, and that's a podcast uh, called NPR Politics. So anyone that is interested in the American political scene, they um, NPR is National Public Radio in the US and they do a whole lot of stuff actually but um, each week on a Thursday they record what they call a weekly roundup mm. where they have uh, usually like four different journalists who like, you know, I cover the White House, I cover the Senate. Like each person just covers one oh, wow. aspect of politics so they go really in-depth about what's happened that week. Um, yeah. what Trump has said, how people have responded, how are they going to get bills through, where are going to be the stumbling blocks. I just find it really yeah. fascinating. So if you're interested in that world, it's just a really, even though it's not a political system at all, um, just the way uh, people have to manoeuvre to get things done and you really do get all the background insights. Mm. So Thanks. highly recommend yeah. if you're interested in that world. After listening to the first chapter of Hillary's book, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> I'm not interested in the American political system. I would also say I attempted to listen to Hillary's book audio where <laughs> she does it and I struggled big time. So <laughs> I wouldn't. I just, you sounded so self involved. Yeah. That I'm is so excited about her. This is the Hillary Clinton yeah. book, What Happened, isn't it? It's kind of her second big. That's right, yeah, her yeah, latest yeah. one. Yeah. Can we chat yeah. about that tonight? Yes, definitely. I'd love to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to too. <laughs> <laughs> With your one chapter. <laughs> no, I think it's an exciting time for women. Women, I am. I feel like the tide is turning, and the tide is rising, and all those kinds of things. And I keep being reminded. You're talking about the tide. I'm enjoying this. What, what else does the tide do? <laughs> I can't give you a scientific explanation, but um, <laughs> it's the moon and stuff. <laughs> yeah. that is vibe. Um, I'm reminded. Well, I keep in my mind. I keep having this quote from Julius Caesar by Shakespeare, which is, "There is a tide in the affairs of men, which, taken at the flood, leads on to fortune." And then it kind of goes on and it's like, on such a full sea, are we now afloat? And we must take the current when it says, I know, it's overly dramatic. But I'm excited about all the stuff that is going down, even the bad stuff at the moment to do with women because I feel like there is a tide rising. I feel like there is a turning point. Mm. Um, And maybe I'm being overly dramatic, but I'm actually excited about it because I feel like 
there's some women's issues that are at a point now which can no longer be ignored and just like, oh, well, that just, you know, that's just your mm. opinion. But actually, like, women are standing up and talking. So I'm thinking about, like, the you know, Lisa Wilkinson thing, for one. So whatever mm. it was a week ago now when there was, like, kind of her shock um, resignation from Channel 9 and the morning show. Did you guys hear about that? Uh, no, I was I was alive? literally living under a rock for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, maybe there were some listeners that have not heard about it, but explain it. <laughs> oh, look. So Lisa Wilkinson, who is an incredibly clever lady, I never really realised that very much from watching. I don't watch a lot of morning TV anyway, but I remember seeing her on Q and A, and I was like, wow. Okay. Oh, really, you're a clever mm. lady, and yeah, right. you know, she, obviously, she has a journalism background. She's done a lot of, you know, magazine stuff and whatever. And then for the last ten or whatever years, she's been on um, the. I couldn't believe it was ten morning years. Show. Yeah, time, amazing. Yeah, and you know, she does the carols, yeah. and she's yeah. always funny. And anyway, mm. I know who's going to do the I carols. Know. Oh yeah, oh, sure. who knows whoever her replacement is maybe. Anyways, um, important things first. Yeah, so, well, the storm that was kind of brewing and she'd been asked about it a lot, I think, over recent months was, you know, is Carl Stefanovic, your co-host, earning, you know, oodles more than you? And she was always, I think, very professional about it. And like, oh, I don't know what he earns and he doesn't know what I earn, yada, yada. But apparently her contract was coming up and so her manager was in negotiations and... She was trying to get pay parity so that they would be earning the same, essentially. And, yeah, the Channel 9 people wouldn't give her an offer that she was happy with. And so she walked. And I was like, yay, go, Lisa. That's pretty amazing. And I yeah. guess she picked up some great deal at Channel 10 in the meantime. And I just, I don't know, this was just something in that that I found really inspiring I totally agree with you, Ursh, that that, you know, that's such a huge moment mm. to have that. And interestingly, she never really came out to say what it, what the issue was. No. It's just we couldn't reach an no, agreement. Right. But I found it fascinating because there was, I saw a fair bit on social media and in the press going around about they had agreed on, so the idea is that Carl's on $2 million a year, as you do, and that she, they agreed to one point eight for her. That's what they offered. And so they're saying, what a PR disaster for a measly 200,000. Yeah. That's absurd, which was interesting. You're like, yeah, that is ridiculous, really. Like, why? How can you justify it? But then it was fascinating. The head of Channel 9 came out, was it 24 to 48 hours after mm -hmm. that, to say, actually, she wanted 2.2. That's a lot of jobs. Um, she wanted more than. Just the extra two. We'd have to fire all these. You'd have to fire all these journos to give her what she wanted, and it was well beyond what we could do. But that is such a disgusting so thing just, to say. To even say what? Yeah, negotiations happen behind closed doors. That's just well, not yeah, a done to thing. To say we would have to fire journalists. That's rubbish. Oh, I know. Like, I know. It is. And rubbish. that's the thing that. Yeah. But just it's interesting how it muddies the waters, right? Yeah, it does. But, but exactly, Shell. This is your area, PR. And it was all about, I think, you know, painting her as difficult and wanting too much yeah. and ambitious and, yeah. you know, things that like you would, I don't think people say about men and maybe they don't have to because yep. men tend to earn more yeah. naturally anyway. 
I mean, look, the the, the amount of money is obscene. I don't know. know, There must be something Marxist in me where I think there should be a cap of incomes at some point because I just don't think anyone deserves to earn that amount of money. But I don't think that's what this was about. No. I think if you're doing the same job, but I heard someone say, you know, obviously it's the Channel 9 boss's prerogative to pay, you know, their workers whatever they want to. And I guess the Channel 9 thing is, well, Carl is worth more to us. But what they, what this person was saying is they actually banked on the wrong horse kind of thing. That actually yeah, they didn't realise Lisa's right. he's, he's tainted. Yeah. That's right. And he left yeah. his wife and is not, a, you know, the best mm. scenario for him yeah. in this recent times. Right. Also, I wonder if they had have got to the 1.8 and then she pushed for 2.2 or whatever it was, mm. if they actually came back and negotiated at the two let's just make it equal with your co-host whether she would have accepted it like you know it's just such a game and I and it must be something about the culture too like isn't wasn't there recently I haven't read it but like a Tracy Spicer book and like a number of people coming out and saying the culture yeah there's a lot of a lot of Channel 9 celebrities have come out to say that it was a really toxic patriarchal kind of um, whole world at Channel 9. Because isn't that where Mia Friedman worked for about nine months? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But then it was fascinating to see off the back of that your Dave Hughes, Kate Langbrook story Mm -hmm. coming out where he didn't realise when he'd negotiated that she was earning less Mm. and so he took a pay cut. He's taking a pay cut next year, I think it is, Um, so that she can earn the same amount. Yeah. It's just like, what a win. That's, like, what yeah. a winner. <laughs> exactly, what a winner. He has risen in my in stature, in my eye. Absolutely. But that's not his, I mean, he didn't, he didn't have to do that. That wasn't up to him. That's up to the, mm. you know, the people above them. It is, but. To be offering that. That's, that is ridiculous Absolutely. that it came but to th- him. That's the thing I think that we're seeing more and more is that those changes are not going to come from the top. Like unless their hand is forced, they're not. Yeah, and so yeah. it does take that upri- uprising, you know. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry yeah, people? Yeah, and women, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a know, profound I podcast know, today. I'm, I'm just, loving it. Did you sing it, please? <laughs> <laughs> that and the Harvey Weinstein thing all. So I, I haven't heard much about that, Ish. Can you explain, could you mansplain to me what happened to the Harvey I'd love to do some mansplaining right now. But unfortunately, I don't have the right apparatus. <laughs> yeah, like I just think the amount of furor that's around it and women that have come out talking about it, it's brilliant. I'm like, no. yes, come on, let's stop putting up with this. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I'm not sure it, it's the right word. It, it's horrifying, but we it's know we all everyone knows it's happening. It's just no one calls it out. And I think the calling it out yeah. and and yeah. I you know, hopefully it puts the fear of women, I don't know, into you know, there's gotta be a yeah. cultural change. And yeah. I think hopefully it is coming up in the younger generation. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it was something even that was dealt with in that Master yeah. of None, Tam. Um the main character's girlfriend they're out to dinner one night or something and a man comes to the table and like introduces himself and shakes hands with all the men's but doesn't introduce himself to her and she she got upset about it and he's like you're just overreacting oh. and, oh, 
and and for a split spec- second you can oh. go yeah well maybe you are overreacting but this is what women do all the time we're like oh we're overreacting we don't want to play the victim yeah. but it's yeah. not just a once-off thing it's a you know it's yeah it's the culture and it's over and over again small things that build up and so that's what that's why I say when I say I'm excited I'm like okay I feel yeah, like absolutely. it's a turning point where people can't bury their head in the sand and say they don't know you know they don't know any better or that's just you know that's how the older generation behave or whatever I just don't think that's going to be tolerated anymore I hope yeah it's true but again it's interesting yeah. that it took a man to, bro- yeah, to break the story that. did you hear that it was um Woody really? Allen and Mia Farrow's son who is a journalist who was working for NBC and I think he had like seven or eight wow. months working on this story and then they kind of killed it and said, you need to stop now, wow. don't worry. So he quit and shopped the story around and really? then it got picked up by the New Yorker and that's and they're the ones that got to break it. And he's amazing because he believes, quite rightly, his um, his steps, is it sister or half-sister, I'm not sure, anyway, sister, who says yeah. that Woody Allen abused her and it's never been, yeah, never been proven but um, he, you know, has been really quite an advocate for women's rights so interesting that that happened and then the backlash as well I don't know if you kind of heard a bit about how people are going why didn't they speak yeah. up sooner and um all of that and then it's and then as someone rightly pointed out well why didn't yeah. Brad Pitt speak up sooner because both Gwyneth Paltrow when she was his girlfriend and Angelina Jolie mm. both had experiences wow. which he knew about and did nothing about as well and you know all the different men um who have been kind of known about it but not completely sure but kind of have mm-hmm. a feel that it wasn't great but did did nothing to step yeah. up. And then a lot of the women whose names yeah. have come out that have been mm-hmm. abused, we don't know their names. They're not famous actresses. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Because he killed That's their career. interesting. It's so complex and you can see why people didn't come forward yeah. and you can see why, mm. yeah, you can see exactly what happened but. Yeah, I think it's yeah, a real. Yeah, I think it is. Like you say, Ursh, it's a turning point. That speak up. Hopefully, now it's okay. Yeah. To yeah, and I think the more it's talked it about, like it gives it. women yeah. language as well. Like I'm sure that you know, in times gone past, people didn't even have a yes. language for you know sexist behaviour or you know, women didn't know how to talk about it. People didn't even know what it was. Um, there was that Benjamin Law article recently and he talked about, mm. like, apologising, like, saying he'd been complicit in times, like, you know, where he'd laughed, laughed at the sexist joke or not said anything yeah, to the that woman beautiful? that was in, rudely interrupted or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just that thing of going, if we can all own it, I mean, obviously there's some people that should be taken down by this, Harvey Weinstein, for example, but if everyone can own their part in it, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the times that I haven't spoken up or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Be, or just laughed yeah. when someone said something. So, yeah, there's a church. Yeah, it's so true. I was just going to say there's a church I pass on the way to work. It's Salvation, Salvation Army in Glen Waverley and their uh, sign at the moment is God created women equal. And I'm like, yay. Every time I drive past it, it's like, I just want to beat my horn. I'm like, yes, <laughs> God did. Yeah. And, you know, both men and women are, so important yeah. and unique and we need to protect one another and champion one another. Yeah. It does feel yeah. – oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say it's so 
it just feels like it's so important for those messages to come mm. from the top as well. Like, um, you know, the, um, the churches that are choosing to take a stand on mm. their um, domestic mm. abuse front and the gay marriage front. And I just, yeah, I feel like it's really getting to be that um, mm. tipping point where if those messages aren't coming from the top, I think I was, I was listening to this amazing yeah. podcast today, um, Krista Tippett our idol, um, on being, and she was talking to someone about um, morality and he was saying how important it was to change people's minds. They need to have mm-hmm. their, you yeah. know, the people they it's admire, true. they need to have the messages yeah. coming from there. Yeah. And it just shows how, you know, it's great that people are are speaking up for themselves mm. and, and speaking out and, and making their messages heard. But it's, yeah, just so important mm. for those it messages is. to it be is. particularly coming from yep. the top yep. and and from men as well as much as I hate myself for even saying that yeah but like I, no. I, I mean how profound has the hashtag me too mm. campaign been where people are posting oh. that they too yeah. have been sexually harassed or abused in some way Melinda Tankart Reese, who is the woman that yeah. heads up um, collective shout which yeah. is against the exploitation of girls and women she posted what she said is the best response she's seen by a man um, called Edge. Do you mind if I just read it out? Because I found it really, I mean, he's not a leader of a church, I don't think, or anything, um, but I just thought it just totally nailed it. So it's fairly long. Just bear with me. Um, this is on us, my dudes. For, sorry, I sound really weird saying that. Um, dudes, my dude. Um, <laughs> For every time we bent consent just a little or were a little too insistent, bought one too many drinks, every joke or comment we let pass, every time we ignored or didn't believe, every time we stared too long or took that picture or made a move that wasn't warranted or appreciated, told someone to smile a hundred ways every day that we, and I'm right there, mm-hmm. tried a little too hard to get what we wanted. This is on us because this is the culture we built and the culture we maintain. None of us, and I mean none of us, know the harm we've caused. We can't because we don't talk about it, although women have been telling us this forever. It's not just the marquee acts of assault, it's the myriad little everyday stuff that builds this culture. I look back on my own history and I'm truly, deeply and forever ashamed at some of my behaviour from years ago, from yesterday. All well within the boundaries of the game, the culture, the expectations of male behaviour, mind you, but having learned the real impact of these seemingly harmless, promoted as harmless, behaviours directly from women I care about, intentionally, unintentionally, doesn't matter. The impact is the same and Mm. the harm caused is no less painful. And that is all on me forever. I've been bullshit more often than not, and I guarantee you that there are women reading this post who are nodding. We as men cannot look away from this. We cannot ignore that we have leveraged these toxic toxic ideas to get what we want. And I would be willing to bet everything that were we truly honest with ourselves, we've all, and I mean all, done something in this realm. As long as it's hashtag yes all women, it is hashtag yes all men. And I am complicit in this, and that cannot be undone. All we can do, all I can do is listen, learn, change, challenge and work to make the future a place where men like us, men with heads full of toxic bullshit and toxic behaviours don't exist. I don't support social justice for cookies or self-esteem. I do it because I have a debt to pay down to future generations to not be men like me. That's amazing. Boom. That's amazing. It is. Isn't that like extraordinary? For that to be <laughs> too. Yeah. Like, 
someone has genuinely been changed yeah. in their views. That's incredible, isn't it? And it is. It's all the little yeah. things, and isn't it? As well yes. as the big stuff. Yes, of exactly. Because so often you hear, yeah. but it's not all men. Mm. I don't think like yeah. that. But it it is. It's so ingrained and it's mm. so normalised that yeah. men don't even realise yeah. the little things that they do. Yeah, that just carry right. it along gently. But yeah. also, sorry, one more thing. I just going back to the Harvey Weinstein, and I'm just this is going to be my theme for tonight because I agree with you, Ursh. Like the tide, the tide <laughs> turning, burning, whatever. Take it out the flood. It's yeah. true, and I, yeah, the, <laughs> the floods are coming, um, and I'm so excited about that, and I agree. I can see that. I just find it interesting how it is happening and it does seem like we still at this point still require men to be right at the centre of that to make anything happen. And because even the Harvey Weinstein thing that's come out, um, they reckon it was actually his brother who he's been feuding with who co-owned the business (laughs) with him who was annoyed at him, who actually leaked the information that he then, you know, settled all those lawsuits with women. Yeah, wouldn't that be true? It's all about money and power. So it's... Totally. And that's the only reason it came out because the, the mm. brother was, you know, yeah. pissed off at him and wanted yeah. him out of the business. Like, really? Yeah. So they've known about it for that whole time and then yeah. that's what it takes to actually get this to come into the light. Anyway, it's still out there and that's yeah. fantastic and we will run with it because that's what women do and we make the most of yes. what we can and change it, change the culture. But just is interesting that yeah. we still can't seem to necessarily make that happen yeah. just on our own. With just the- but we can't true. because it's that's not our problem. Time. That's yeah. the thing. So without, you know, without men, um, it's just that awareness, isn't it? Like becoming aware that it is a problem mm. for all men, not just the Harvey yeah. Weinsteins of the world, that they're all going to have to take notice and change, yeah. not just the people who we perceive. Are you also surprised problems. though that there haven't been more people held to account yet? I, I mm. was expecting some more heads to be on the yeah. chopping block earlier there was another that, guy so, wasn't yeah. there just wonder if there is a, if it is a tide or, yeah i saw some producer director guy yeah. i've never heard of yeah well thankfully not all of them no are all heads, men so. are horrible <laughs> Did you not get that? that's the can we make that the title of this podcast i really think we're gonna get some traction <laughs> love you bruce <laughs> uh, it's, yeah i just you know, we just want it to no, be a different world, oh, don't we? Okay. We want transformation of society and I think this, I, not much, right? Oh, That's know. all we ask, anyway, it's not much. It happened in our <laughs> lifetime. No, it's true. <laughs> well, another um, powerful and amazing woman who's been in the media a bit lately is Hillary Clinton with her new book, as we talked about before, What Happened, her telling her story um, about the recent American election and Trump, <laughs> etc., and uh, so she's kind of been everywhere at the moment. And you know, the big interview was with um, Sarah Ferguson on Four mm. Corners. Um, did you guys see that or hear about that? I guess in a few different places where it's been I heard discussed. about it. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I, I listened to a debrief. <laughs> we put yeah. the book. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to hear any more of her dulcet yeah. tones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to. I think I'd like to watch it, but I feel like I've heard so much analysis of her book <laughs> and even the debrief of the interview that Sarah Ferguson gave on the Mamma Mia podcast. I found really interesting. So, 
but you watched it too, didn't you, Ash? Mm. What, what was it like? Yeah, it was definitely, you could see, I mean, it's typical Hillary. She, she isn't, she doesn't come across as extremely warm and you can, um, but she comes across as very smart and she comes across as someone who knows, she knows the political system well. She's worked her whole life in this mm. um, arena and I think she's, she's definitely just reeling and mm. angry about what's happened, rightfully so, I'm sure. Um, yes, and it was really just interesting to hear her take on the Russian thing and Julian Assange and WikiLeaks and all those kind of things that, yeah, I was just kind of like, really? Like, you know, when it was all happening, I'm like, is this actually influencing things? But, mm. you know, I think in maybe perhaps more in her book she tracks through, you know, exactly how it did change the debate and how different things were targeted. And, you know, the whole Pizzagate thing when – it was said that, you know, she was trafficking children from the Clinton Foundation through a pizza store and yeah. just craziness that was completely untrue. But I remember hearing about it at the time and it's it, exactly what you are talking about before, Michelle, with the media and PR. It's like, well, they can just mm. put enough stuff out there that confuses people. You start to go, yeah. well, is that is true? Like what? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought it was a really it – was a, it was a good interview. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to hear, like, how – people kind of debriefed about it afterwards. I mean, it was funny that Hillary and Sarah looked quite similar with their blonde yeah. bob haircuts and their blue suits. But, um, well, that's what Sarah was saying on um, the debrief about the interview is that her um, her advisor, I think it might have been Huma, you know, the beautiful woman who yeah, married yeah. that idiot, Anthony Weiner, which if you ever want to watch an amazing documentary, <laughs> this is my recommendation, the Weiner documentary is uh-huh. out of this freaking world it is the oh. most amazing documentary you must watch it have you not seen it no guys, guys get on it it's on she itunes married him are they she still married, married? By, no oh well they're going through a divorce like now. i know well, about him because didn't he send his penis in yes not, not the real penis he sent photos of it Having like a what was that Bobbit woman? Bobbit, yeah, that's right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, he sent pictures of himself, but um, and so the, the, sorry, just a side. This is such a side note, but the documentary is when he had been in the Senate, I think it was, and he was a really good politician. Actually, he was really engaging, got a lot of people on side. But then the thing about um, these pictures came out, and so he quit. But then mm-hmm. this documentary started when he was running for mayor of New York. And so the documentary was going to capture his rise to becoming mayor. But about halfway through the running, it turns out that more pictures had been sent and more women came out post that he was still doing it, the absolute loser. And this woman, Huma, who's been Hillary's um, closest advisor for decades, Mm. is married to this guy. They have a son together and you Mm. actually, the camera, because the camera had been invited in to do absolute, like right in the thick of it, fly on the wall. But they managed to capture, you know, this couple having to have this these most awkward conversations mm-hmm. about whether she would publicly stand up next to him at the media conference or mm. whatever, whatever. Anyway, and then it, um, but it opens with him at the end where everything had fallen apart again and he was kind of having an honest moment but also still deluded about himself. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Very raw. So, yeah, recommend that. Anyway, so Huma is still with Hillary. And and also this guy, Anthony Weiner, was the email guy that all the emails were on his computer that Hillary with the oh FBI thing. Gosh. 
So in the book, it um, captures the fact that when Huma found this out, she was in the car with Hillary and she said, this man will be the death of me. <laughs> when she right. found out. Oh, okay. I'd heard she said that, but I didn't know who she said yeah. it about. Right. Yes, her own uh, husband. Oh, devastating. Husband. Yeah. Yeah. I lost my train of thought. Anyway, yeah, but apparently she was playing bad cop for setting up this interview with 7.30. Sorry, not 7.30, Sarah Ferguson. And they kept mm. asking her, is that what you're going to be wearing to Sarah? And she's like, uh, yep, okay. And then they kept, like, changing Hillary's outfit, but she's like, upon reflection, I wonder if they were trying to make her look more like me <laughs> rather than oh, different. Like, they couldn't quite work it out. So it's interesting that it did, they do look similar. But she, I just found even, it's worth listening to this podcast. It's um, the Are We Going to Tell Me We're Going to Be Okay podcast that <clears throat> I've mentioned before yeah. that Mamma Mia does. And uh, interesting in that, how she does interviews and her preparation which is amazing and how she's got to walk that fine line between not going too easy going hard but not losing the person she's interviewing along the way like to to know that she can be trusted but she also has to ask certain questions yeah you could see her doing that and like like pulling Hillary back when she because there was certainly questions that she was defensive about and probably rightly so but again doesn't she also found like she was actually going to she decided not to ask the question about Huma because um, she was in the room and she also just said it would have come across as if I'd set that up to, to yeah, make right. it awkward for her. And, and she's like, also, I don't know, like, I respected Sarah's integrity of going, there's certain questions, even about Bill Clinton, you know, from the past with his whole um, scandals, that really mm-hmm. she shouldn't have to answer those questions. Really, yeah. it's actually nothing to do oh, with what they were meant to be talking about. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, she did right. in the interview, Sarah did ask, um, Hillary, oh, this was very personal. Ms. Ferguson did ask Ms. Clinton <laughs> um, <laughs> what, um, like she showed the footage of when in the debate when Trump brought those three women in or whatever. Who had, yes, yes. And, um, and so she did like bring that up and you could see Hillary was really mm. annoyed about it and she, but yet refused to say she was angry. But the interesting yeah. thing that I found is that she – I mean, she obviously was angry, as you would be, um, is in the debate. Like, she just kind of continues on and she ignored Trump. And he was, like, standing yeah. right in her space. And yeah. and so Sarah kind of asked her about that. And she says, you know, it's not mm. easy for women to be angry in public. And mm-hmm. we're taught as women to keep it all together. And and she also said, like, this had worked for me in the past, like when the whole Monica yes. Lewis thing came out, it had worked for her to just keep it all together and not be emotional about it. But in this day and age, it's like yeah. people wanted to see that, you know, did people actually want to see a visceral response from her about this thing? And she kind of said, yeah, well, maybe. But, you know, the whole thing about women in politics and, you know, you don't want to see a woman shouting or screaming, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, so I found that really interesting. And in, I think she mentioned that in her book there's a chapter about women in politics and yes, how far yeah. we've come but how far, you know, there still is to go. I yeah, I'm finding her book really interesting. It's taking me a bit to get a bit of a run on to read. I must say, like you know, the Mummy Bloggers was a bit easier to read than this. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, who knew? Um, I mean, it's 460 odd pages, right? Just talking about this because she's already written like one or a couple of autobiographies in the past yeah, that I've read as well, yeah. right? So she's not going through her whole yeah. life. She's going through this yeah. season, but there's a lot she wanted to get off her chest. Apparently yeah. Bill wasn't thrilled about her doing this and didn't really want yeah, right. her to go with it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he does come across quite well mm-hmm. in the book. Um, and they have a really great relationship, yeah, actually. They've obviously got a great partnership to yeah. last, you know. And yeah, absolutely, they do. Um, mm. But, yeah, I, I'm finding it really fascinating, her insights about things, and I think the overarching thing, it's really interesting you say that about the interview, right, is um, how people, it's all about perceptions and, mm-hmm. you know, having done PR, right, I get that, but I hate that. I hate that that yeah. is what is going on. Mm. And even, I must say, even at the airport today with this book, I had it just sitting on the table there and then I looked around and saw other people sort of looking over and I'm like, I'm actually a bit embarrassed to have really? her big photo and her name on the front cover <laughs> and that's what I'm reading. Isn't really? that ridiculous? Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I, because I actually, I've, I've kind of gone to stand up for her a little bit and kind of go, oh, I wish Hillary. And I've had so many people yeah. kind of really backlash against yeah. her. Have you found that? People don't like and her. And say she's, no, she's the establishment. No, no, she's terrible. She was a terrible choice for the Democrats no, to put forward. What were they thinking? Blah, 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 blah. And then you read what she's talking about. And I just feel for her because I, I actually, I think I'm the same um, Myers-Briggs personality type as her. Mm-hmm. not saying I like her at all. But I can understand, she's like, People will judge you based on what you get done and you've got the plan and you want to see it happen and you've got the passion. You genuinely like people. You want to listen to them and hear what they want and make it happen to make the world a better place. But at the end of the day, all people care about is, you know, seemingly the soundbite and if you cast a little bit of a shadow over somebody, it's enough to totally throw things. So I loved her. Like she's, Can I just read out some of the quotes that jumped out at me? Mm. Um, the, you know, she's saying like the truth is that everybody's flawed, obviously, we're humans, yeah. but, you know, there's um, people want a two-dimensional a two dimensional cartoon because it's easier to digest than a fully formed person. Mm. So she said for a candidate, a leader or anyone really, the question is mm. not are you flawed, it's what do you do about your flaws? And her point there is basically that the current president mm. does not yeah. seem to do much about his flaws, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, the lack of self-awareness and all of that. It does not care. Yeah. Um, and she speaks a lot about Obama as well in a really positive way and that he was really advocating and almost pushing her to, to run, um, which was really cool given, you know, they had that quite antagonistic run against each other in the early mm. days right before mm. she ended up yep. coming to him um and I love this that like when Donald Trump started his campaign he seemed confident that he already had all the answers he had no ideological core apart from his towering self-regard which blotted mm. out all hope of learning or growing as a result he had no need to listen to anyone but himself <laughs> I'm like, so true yeah and you can <laughs> and so tell it played so, out I mean it grates on a good many people but you can tell it so grates on her because she's yeah like I said she, yeah. this is her arena this is what she's prepared her whole life for and she's good at like yep. if you read again like her autobiography when she was secretary mm. of state you can see she's an incredible yep. thinker very diplomatic you know all about finding solutions but she can make the tough decisions has great regard yep. around the world with you know leaders maybe not Putin but you know, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. But, hey, I love she gave a bit yeah. of a shout-out in that interview to Julia Gillard and yeah. her misogyny speech, which oh, I rewatched again yeah. recently. But you can just Google it, you know, Julia Gillard misogyny speech. Oh, wow. And it is amazing. Yeah. Like, it 
gave me yes. goosebumps. I was like, this yeah. is incredible. And how much it that is. speech was lampooned in Australia, yeah. whereas around the world people were singing its praises and here it was like, oh, she's yes. got her knickers in a knot or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I was going to move to um, New Zealand and the new PM over there. Jacinda Arden, who is yeah. 37 years old. Yeah. Just like, just like me. Wow. wow. <laughs> what have we done with our lives? No, oh, my gosh. Is that? <laughs> I know. Good Amazing. Holy crap. Um, I, I find that very exciting. I, I, must, I don't think I'd want to be in her shoes. Yeah, but good on her for putting her hand up and going for it. And that, yeah, she's got through. And yeah. it'll be interesting to see. See what happens there. She does seem like a little bit of a like a uni stoner though. She's like, no uni fees and free marijuana yeah. for everyone. I yeah, I it's interesting you say that time because I, <laughs> I read some of her policy stuff. I'm like, yeah, I mean not so much the marijuana, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It was very social justice focused mm. and very but I, I did strike yeah, me right. as very idealistic. And I'm like, wow, I wonder how you're yeah, gonna go. And absolutely. it's a terrible thing. I I wish her the True. absolute best. Go, go, go. Yeah. But, but maybe, also, yeah, and maybe yeah, we need that though and maybe, maybe this is part of the tide turning. Like yeah, true. I wonder, yeah, I mean New Zealand seems to be quite like a young country in like in mm-hmm. that fresh yeah. and, you know, they seem to embrace, yeah, a bit more progressive, a um, bit less stuck in the past. So, yes. Yeah. Yep. Just less people means Absolutely. you can be a bit more nimble, I think, you know. it's You're able to yeah. be more flexible. I mean she's, what, the yeah. third female in, yeah, in New yeah, Zealand, exactly. which is extraordinary. Yeah, so you think of the way that even those women must have carved a path for her too, because it would be difficult enough as a woman, but a young yeah. woman as well. You can imagine, yes. yeah, you know, what that would be like. So yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I don't know all that much about her, but I'm just, I was kind of happy to see that too. I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think she'd get up, like you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it took them a month to negotiate. Yeah. Like it was. It was kind of the parliament thing. So, but mind you, she yeah. only had what two or three months to try and campaign. So she did well. <laughs> well, she, yeah, she was a very new. Yeah, she was a new leader. The, the guy realised he wasn't going to be able to win. So yeah, yeah. pretty fast uptake. Yeah. But it kind yeah. of is a similar phenomenon in a way, isn't it? Like stick it to the establishment in terms of what happened with Trump. That's an extreme. She's the exact opposite. <laughs> I would have thought. But even the yeah. French guy. Yeah. Um, I think it's good to see, young. though, in this political climate around the world where it feels like everything's kind of going a bit backwards and everyone's closing in ranks and these crazy men are getting in charge. <laughs> nice to see something different happening. <laughs> yeah. Give them a go. Another good one if you want to watch something, um, if you I find like West Wing, that type of political drama, mm. but maybe a little bit more edgier, is a Danish one called Borgen. It's about a female. Oh, good. How good is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it on and it is, No, no, sorry. You have to get – I think you have to get that, yeah, on a box set or SBS or something. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting. She's, the Jacinda thing reminds me of that, the kind of going in idealistic left-wing leaning and then the reality of politics and mm-hmm. how you have to navigate that mm-hmm. <laughs> in real life. So, yeah, mm-hmm. good one. Mm-hmm. One other thing I'd love to bring up in the women's space is the new Willow Creek um, pastor. So Bill Hybels is going to be, uh, what do you call it? Stepping down? 
<laughs> yeah, going into retirement or whatever. No, he's um, not at all. Apparently. No, not Sorry. retirement, but I'm sure he's not. Yes, but changing. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be. Well, I think they're calling it co-leaders, but the current executive pastor there, who's Heather Larson, is um, going to kind of take the role as lead mm. pastor, and alongside her is Steve, someone who is the teaching guy. Yeah, and so yeah. they've kind of chosen, I guess they're labelling it as co-ed pastors, although he has said, um, Bill Hybels has said quite clearly, you know, can our congregation have a lead pastor that's a woman? And, you know, they've got a very mm-hmm. strong policy on women in leadership anyway. So yes would be the resounding yes, no yeah. problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I listened to it. <laughs> His announcement, actually. So they went into a fair bit of detail on if you're interested on the podcast that they have. Yeah. Basically, what I like about it is that it um, it really is going with their giftings. So they kind of said he's a really teachable but excellent uh, uh, teacher. So that's what he will focus on, that front-facing stuff, whereas Heather's been at the church for 20 years and on staff for a number of years and she will be basically the executive pastor. So kind of this well I kind of see it as like the CEO making like managing the giant budgets and leading the team and all of that more behind the scenes kind of piece I found it I actually teared up a bit when they announced her um interest even though I knew that was what was going to happen because that's why I was listening to the podcast But it felt, I don't know, like, how do I describe it? It felt like a tide was turning or something. Um, (laughs) Yes, yes, I hear those words. Just just a thought that popped into my mind. Um, Well, you know, they say around 5% of megachurches, which obviously Willow Creek is, are led by a co-pastor team, but they're husband and wife. Exactly. Very, to have an unmarried pair and for people not to be going crazy, like, oh, my goodness. Maybe they're yes. going to fall in love with each other and wreck the whole thing. I don't know. You know, I can know. a man or woman be alone <laughs> in a room? <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, we digress. But it mm. just—it struck me that each one of them seems like very secure people. Yeah. Just know who they are, who they've been created to be, and feel completely at ease and confident in playing that out in their calling. It just was very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And, I mean, that's what we want to see more and more, Mm. isn't it? Like men and women walking alongside one another, respecting one another's gifts, you know, operating as equals. Yeah. And bringing the full persona of God to the world. Yep, 100%. Exactly. It is. And isn't that where God comes in yeah. and where, like, championing one another comes in as well? Yeah. I love it. Exactly. Beautiful. Lovely wow. to chat, ladies. I was really excited about this topic. Bye. Bye. Yeah. We'll see you on Sunday. <laughs>